Holy shit. Who would have ever thought you'd hear from me twice in the same week? Who would have thought, man? Who who ever could have thought, man? Look, I started thinking about it, you know. <clears throat> been a lot of shit been going on recently, so might as well uh might as well get this shit going going like it's supposed to. I like doing this shit. So glad to have you back for episode 77. Like I said, who would have fucking thought two episodes in one week? Who am I? Fucking Joe Rogan or something? I wish. That'd be cool. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Also, something that helps me to have another episode this week is since I recorded episode 76, a lot of stuff has happened since as well. So, so I still got a lot of stuff to talk about. Oh, man. So, uh, how, how was, how was your guys' uh, how's your guys' week been, man? How's your guys' week been? Mine's alright, mine's alright. You know, when I last recorded, when I recorded the last episode, I had just got off work. Recording this episode, I just got off work as well. Uh, went to my nephew's birthday party. Last episode, I wished him a happy birthday. Went to his birthday party today. I haven't, I hadn't got him a gift. So after work, I, I go to Walmart. And I'm like, look, I'm not dropping a bunch of money on this fucking kid for his birthday. You know, love him. But I'm not going to go drop no fucking hundred bucks. So I'm like, look, my my limit's like 30 bucks. Like it's almost spent 30 bucks. Walk in the door. For, and, and I swear to you, like first thing inside the door of Walmart, I see one of those Fortnite Nerf guns. 25 bucks. I'm like, that's a fucking steal. I grab that bitch. I grabbed it off the shelf that was right there as you op- as you walk through the through the little fucking grates. Turn around, went to the went to the self checkout, cash that shit out. Lady at the door. I've never at all the times I've ever been to Walmart, I've never had nobody ever ask to see my receipt until right then. That bitch she watched me walk in and then watched me walk right the fuck out with with shit. Oh my god, she's like, uh, let me see a receipt. I'm like I wanted to, I wanted to fucking say something, but I knew I knew how it looked. You know what I mean? I knew how it looked. It's like here you go. I almost walked off with it. I'm like I was kind of offended. Like you think I'm gonna steal some shit? Look, I used to go to Walmart all the time for lunch in high school. And uh, if I was to ever steal anything from there, it would have been then. Not saying I did, but I'm saying if I was to ever, it would have been then. And the only thing that I would have ever stole was like a sauce packet. Because you know Walmart, they got those little, uh, they got that little uh, like hot bar with with like hot food in there. So sometimes during lunch, you know, me and my friends, we go down to Walmart. <clears throat> Excuse me. We go to Walmart. We will get us some lunch there. And, like, sometimes they have, like, chicken nuggets, chicken strips. And, like, who the fuck wants to eat a raw chicken strip? You know, not raw, but, like, unsauced. You know, you got to have some kind of fucking sauce. So, if I was to ever do something like that, that would have been the only time I would have. It's just, just take a sauce. Like, motherfucker, I'm buying the chicken strips. Give me a fucking sauce with it, bro. Come on. What kind of Ponzi scheme y'all fucking running here? But, uh, no. So after high school, 
I'd go in there and there was this one lady always worked in the self checkout area. Every single fucking time I'd go there to check out, she'd stand behind me. Just watch me. Oh, 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 just watching. Just make sure you're not fucking stealing nothing. And like, I'm not a thief. So it's not like she's over me and I'm like, fuck, I'm not going to get away with it this time. Like, I'm like, are you serious? You really think I'm going to steal some shit from you? Not that this lady could have done nothing. I mean, she was 5'3", 100 pounds, soaking wet. You know, she was fucking little old lady. I mean, a stiff arm sent her to fucking heaven, bro. Like, one good stiff arm. Send that bitch floating. But, uh, yeah, get that little Nerf gun, go over to my sister's house for the party. And I'm sitting there, and right as I walk in the door there, uh, so I was a little late. So as as I'm coming in, they're just getting started opening presents. So I get to see all the presents, and I'm watching everybody's presents. You know, my little nephew open them all. And I'm like, dude, I got the best fucking gift here. You know, motherfuckers got them socks and coloring books and juice boxes and shit. I'm like, oh, bruh. I got this shit on lock. He ain't going to want nothing but this. I got this. So I didn't get, you know, I got it fucking 10 minutes before I showed up. So I didn't get no bag or no, I didn't wrap it up or nothing like that. So I was just going to be, I was going to be last so I could just hand it to him. Second, the person whose gift was before me, my sister's friend, who her son is good friends with my nephews. Excuse me. I got like some phlegm in the back of my throat. Excuse me. And it's a huge ass box, man. Like it looks like you wrapped up a fucking fridge and just handed it to him. So that's something I'm like, they've really got this motherfucker a fridge. (laughs) Like he's fucking three years old, dude. What the hell? Motherfucker unwraps this. It's a, it's a power wheel. Like one of them electric fucking cars. I'm like, you are shitting me right now. Are you serious? So from right there, I'm like, oh, okay. My my gift is fucking nothing. <clears throat> but I'm like, all right, whatever, man. I was like, I got the best gift that wasn't fucking 500 bucks. I'm like, oh, you guys got money. Fuck you, man. It's like, my gift's just as cool. Well, a little less cool. And I didn't even pay close to how much y'all paid for it. And then they're like talking about it. They're like, oh, yeah. My sister's like, oh, my gosh. You didn't have to fucking spend this much money on my son's birthday. And they're like, oh, it's okay. We got it for 25 bucks. And then I'm sitting there like, really? Like, I'm taking this motherfucker back. I'm like, bro, you better give me a fucking TV or something. I heard what you motherfuckers left walk out of here for 25 bucks. You let me buy a gun for 25, uh, a Nerf gun for 25 bucks. Come on. Come on. Said it was some clearance shit. It's 25 bucks. Y'all motherfuckers really want to get rid of that. For $25? I guess I got to keep looking out for those things. I used to look at that stuff. I used to look for the clearance stuff. Because I heard about dudes finding shit that like is marked for so much. And then you scan it on your phone and it comes up and it's actually only like fucking five bucks. Never found anything. And I never heard about anybody finding it either. Like in real life. Like just heard about these videos and shit. And then of course... They find the fucking mother of all clearances. Like, bro, this isn't even fucking fair. 
whatever. Speaking of Walmart, I heard Walmart is at risk of closing their doors, man. And not just like my Walmart, not your Walmart, not like the Walmart in fucking Austin, Texas. Like Walmart as a franchise is at a risk of shutting their doors because now this is a crazy ass fucking stat. And it kind of comes back to what I talked about earlier, which is why I would never steal nothing. Well, there's more than that reason, you know, morals and shit like that. But uh, apparently they're at risk of closing their doors because they lose over $3 million a year in theft. $3 million bucks. That's a fuck ton of money. I mean, I guess still, they probably still make a lot of money. But still, to lose $3 million, just off motherfuckers stealing stuff. That's fucked up. But, you know, I can find, I can get you one good example of how that doesn't happen. <laughs> Quit doing all self-checkout. When was the last time you was at a Walmart? Doesn't matter if it's your local Walmart, you're on vacation, you go to Walmart. Walmart in general. When was the last time you were at a Walmart and you went to a cashier to get checked out? I couldn't tell you the last time I got checked out by a cashier at Walmart. You just go over there, you, you, you know, scan your shit, you pay and you leave, you know, motherfuckers will take TVs or maybe not TVs, but they'll take uh they'll take like some expensive shit. Like they'll be like, Hey, can you get this uh, Xbox out of the case for me? And you know, the dude's like, yeah, sure. Pulls it out, hands it to him. This dude will go run over to the fucking bread aisle, rip a, rip a, a loaf of bread out the bag, rip the barcode off the bag of bread, tape it over the one on the Xbox, scan it. Dude just got an Xbox for fucking three bucks. It's smart as fuck. I will give them so much credit. <laughs> you know, whoever did that, you know, good, good for you. You know, like good thinking. You're a piece of shit, but good thinking. That's shitty for Walmart, though. For real. For real. <laughs> also, this, uh, I don't know. I think this is a pretty big thing. I'm not, I'm not super... Um, versed in it. I'm not super aware of everything that's going on, but this FTX scam. So as far as I'm aware now, I'm going to, I'm going to explain it the way that I understand it. I could be completely fucking off. So I believe this FTX is a, it's like a market for crypto currencies. I believe it was, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what FTX was. So a market for cryptocurrencies like Coinbase, like Coinbase is an app that you can go on there and you you put fucking 50 grand in, you get a few Bitcoin, right? So I guess this is what people were doing. People were going on this FTX website or this app and they're sinking a bunch of money in thinking that they were getting Bitcoin. Well, truth is they weren't getting Bitcoin. They were getting some other kind of token. Now this token... You know, it's not like you're getting, uh, it's not like this token is another um, cryptocurrency. Like this token is worthless, right? Like this isn't, like I said, this isn't Ethereum. This isn't Bitcoin. This isn't, this isn't even fucking Dogecoin. Like this is zero. But people think that they're, they're investing in real shit. <laughs> and then these people that are in charge of FTX, they're just taking this fucking money going down to like Puerto Rico in this fucking $4 billion house smoking meth and fucking in this house down there 
Puerto Rico or, or some like tropical country or something, just getting fucked up, spending people's money and, uh, and getting high on meth. <laughs> well, since all of this has come out, this has been out for a little while now. I'm definitely a little late to the party, but there was a lot of spokespeople for this. I mean, lots of spokespeople. I mean, like Kim Kardashian, uh, you know, I think Tom Brady, you know, bunches of celebrities. Now, they're getting fronted a lot of money in this. You know, like, yo, we'll give you five mil if you uh, if you shout us out on your Instagram. We'll give you 10 mil. You say something about this on your TV show. Well, one that I have seen uh, <clears throat> prevalently here in the past few days is Kevin O'Leary. So if you don't know who Kevin O'Leary is, um, for one, he's like a huge entrepreneur businessman, but he's on shark tank. That's, I think that's what he's most known for. Like by the general pu- public is he's on the shark tank show. Well, he was one of the spokespeople for this FTX. Well, he was getting fronted or he was, he was supposed to be paid $15 million to promote this FTX. Well, he goes out and he promotes it. And, and shortly after he promotes it is when all this shit falls through. So he doesn't see a fucking dime of that 15 million. Well, for whatever reason, he's getting on these like Fox news shows and other, other news shows and people are talking to him about it. Well, some dudes like, Oh, I wish, I wish I remembered exactly what the dude said, but the dude kind of went in on old Kevin O'Leary. He's like, he's like 15 million that wasn't even their fucking money. He's like, I don't know why you would be He's like, I don't know why you're singing a sad song right now. Kevin O'Leary's like, uh, yeah, I should be singing a sad song, you know, like doesn't give a fuck. So then they're like, well, you have to understand that what they were doing is, is like really shitty. And then he's, he's going like sticking up for him. He's like, well, well, you know, nothing's proven yet. Nothing's proven yet, you know, but there's people that, that put millions of dollars into this. That's like, okay, give me my money back. Okay. I'm done playing. You know, if you put, if you put five million, if I had $5 million right now in my bank account and I went on Coinbase or on some market to buy Bitcoin and I bought $15 million worth of Bitcoin. And then about 10 minutes later, I said, uh, Okay, I, I I think I I think I'd rather have my fifteen million. I don't want to risk it, or or you know a week down the line, a month down the line. You know you're like okay, I don't want to play this game anymore. You know just give me my money back. It might have deteriorated. It might have you know it might have um it might have gained something. You know I don't know, but just give me my money back. Well, fools are like, let me get my money back, and they're like, oh, you want your money? Back? Oh. Uh, yeah, we'll get we'll get your money back. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, just hold on a second. And then motherfuckers never get their money back because they've already blown it on fucking meth and rent on this gigantic mansion in Puerto Rico. It's like what a I mean that's a pretty big hole in your idea to not even account for. Like, what are you gonna do when someone wants their money back? They're like, oh, but why didn't we think of that? Shit. <laughs> like that'd have been the first thing I thought about. So keep your eyes out for like movies to be made about this shit. Cause it's definitely coming. I mean, there's, they're probably starting on one right now. Someone's writing a script for that shit. As I speak right this second, that is so crazy though. Like, how could you defend that dude? Like, I don't even understand the entire fucking situation, but then 
with just a little amount of explanation that I have on it, there's not a fucking chance on God's green earth I would defend these dudes. And there's so much more about it too. There's so much more to it that even I I don't understand or I don't know enough to give actual opinions or speculations on it. Like it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, man. Also, here's some huge news that happened over the week. Brittany Griner back in America, man. Good for her, man. Honestly, good for her. And good for her family and her friends. That's awesome. She's back. Now, I saw this tweet uh, shortly after where a guy said, man, U.S. got fleeced in this trade. And uh, it's funny. It's definitely funny because it was a prisoner swap. So it's not like Russia was just like, all right, man, we'll give her back. You know, it's not like they just fucking gave up. No, America sent this guy who's coined the name the Merchant of Death. Okay, this guy is a Russian arms dealer who was like responsible. I don't know if responsible for is the right word, but he has like fronted or sold the weapons that in turn have killed millions of people. <laughs> like this dude's not a good person. So they're like, all right, give me, give us the basketball player back. We'll give you this dude that could fucking wipe out a country with his fucking eyes closed. Like, okay, <laughs> sure. Fuck yeah. We'll take that. Uh, now there's, everybody's got their opinions on that. My opinion, you know, it falls somewhere in the middle where, you know, of course, I'm happy that she's back. I don't think there should be anybody, uh, you know, in a way, she's kind of a prisoner of war. Even though Russia and America aren't, like, officially in a war, they might as well be in a war. Um, but, you know, she was brought back. So, any any person like that that gets brought back, is that's great. That's great for the country. That's great for her family. That's great for, for everybody. I will say, um, now, I don't know Brittany Griner. Nobody that's going to listen to this knows Brittany Griner. Um, so, you know, you're, everybody's, everyone's opinion is, is really speculation. So I've seen a lot of people say, you know, oh, you got her back. You got this, this woman back who wouldn't stand for the national anthem. Now, I think it's, it's pretty, you know, it's, it's overplayed this whole thing where it's like, oh, they hate the country because they won't kneel for the national or because they won't stand for the national anthem. Okay. You have to understand where all of this came from. You go back. I don't know how long ago it was. What? Six, seven, eight years ago, five, six, seven, eight years ago when Colin Kaepernick took the knee for to stand up against police brutality, you know, dude had a voice, but you get on your shit, you know, you're, you can't do anything. That was something that he did that was going to garner national attention. And then once it did, he was going to explain why he did it. And he did. And a lot of people loved his cause so much that they decided to do it themselves. And I support that, man. Look, I've always thought that standing for the flag, you know, whether it's the Pledge of, especially the Pledge of Allegiance, but even the national anthem, you know, you stand up and you have to look at your flag and you have to hold your hand over your heart and you have to, you know, listen to this song being played, you know, especially the Pledge of Allegiance. If you ever like think about the words that are said in the Pledge of Allegiance, it's kind of fucking scary, man. It kind of makes you feel like you're 
you're like living in like a dictatorship or something. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. What, how else does it go? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. One nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. I think there's some other words in there too. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Yeah. But like, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. It's like, bro, hold your horses, man. Y'all motherfuckers take like hundreds of dollars out of my check every week. Fuck am I alliance and myself with y'all, man? I'll I'll be I'll I'll support y'all. I will stand up. I will scream that fucking that pledge on the top of fucking Mount Kilimanjaro. Y'all quit taxing my shit. Y'all quit killing folks, you know, for no reason. Shit like that. But you know, they're like, she openly hates the country, you know. But that's that's so that's such a shitty thing to say. You know, now I guess apparently there's other people that are in Russian prison somewhere that are also American who apparently are like um like veterans or I guess still active duty. Uh I don't know. I don't know. I don't know everything. But you got to think about the, the the position that the country's in as well. Like you can't you know, you, you turn on ESPN a week ago, a month ago, six months ago, they're going to say something about Brittany Griner. Guaranteed. Not saying that it's not deserved to be talked about, but they're going to talk about it. And that's all people are talking about. You guys need to get Brittany Griner back. You got to get her back. You got to do whatever it takes to get her back, man. She, she didn't do nothing. No, I agree. She really didn't do shit. Um, but you know, her, her entire case is just, she was a victim of, of just a shitty circumstance. You know, she would have went to Russia. I mean, I think she could have had anything, you know, unfortunately for her, it was a weed, a weed vape that they're like, Oh, can't have that. Guess you're going to live here for nine years in prison. You know, it's just like when, uh, let me think. What's another example like that? You know, when somebody's just eating at you to do something and you got so many people talking heads, you got so many just, blah, 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 blah. you know, you got citizens, you got everybody just barking at you. When are you going to get her back? What are you going to do to get her back? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? And eventually it gets to the point where it's like, look, if we do nothing and we let her sit in prison for nine years, we're looked at really bad, worse than we already are, right? That this isn't me saying that's like the that's like the president shit saying that. But we go get her. Maybe we we're gonna we're definitely gonna save some face, even though it's took us as long as it has. We're definitely gonna save some face. It's wild, you know. One thing that uh, I'm excited for. I've never watched an, a WNBA game in my entire life, uh, but you can bet your ass. I'm watching the first five minutes of uh, whatever, whenever she comes back. I'm watching that. I gotta see that shit, man. That's gonna be pretty powerful. That'll probably be the first WNBA game to ever be sold out. It's fucked up to say that because I'm kind of shitting on the WNBA, but like, in all honesty, bro, like, that's kind of like a cultural defying moment right there. When she is back. When she gets back to 
playing basketball in the, in the United States, that's going to be huge, man. It's going to be huge. And she's going to be looked at as a hero. I don't really know if, if that's deserved. I mean, it's definitely, you know, there's definitely something to be said to serve time in prison in a foreign country for practically nothing. But, uh, you know, something that would have, you know, if it would have happened here in America, you know, you would have got a slap on the wrist, maybe a fine, you know, something like that. But obviously Russia and America, two completely different fucking countries. But anyway, glad to have Brittany back, man. Hopefully she dunks this year or something. I don't know. I don't know what we're, I don't know what's next for her. Um, let's see. Oh, let me, let me talk about this. Okay. This is a crazy ass story that, uh, somehow has been, um, neglected to be talked about by me, um, completely on me. Um, but it's been because of my lack of consistency with uploading episodes. So shit that happens is not on the front of my mind. So this happened the week and before Thanksgiving. So I want to say upload a, uh, a podcast the, the week before Thanksgiving. Let me make sure I didn't talk about this before I start talking about it. Uh, when was it? November 15th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have not talked about this yet. So, this is crazy. This is crazy. So, the week before Thanksgiving... Let me let me let me time check myself. I'm pretty sure this is what, yeah. It's the weekend before Thanksgiving. So weekend before Thanksgiving, it's the 19th. They have me work on a Saturday. And it's just me and this other guy I work with. We're the only people working this day at the at at our place, right? We're the only ones working. Well, there's shit to be done. And, you know, since I've been forklift certified, you know, I'd be running around on that thing, doing what I got to do. You know how it goes. Well, there's these, they're called high rises, right? And they're like big metal racks that are like, uh, probably like five feet, four or five feet, um, tall and like four or five will stand on top of each other and stuff will be stacked on them. Well, there was this thing I needed to get. It was way, 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 way up at the top, all the way at the top. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we got this. We got this. We got this. Well, I go to get it. So raising the forks, raising the forks, raising the forks, raising the forks. I look. We're even in there, you know, looking like we're going to make it. And I start driving up to it. And, you know, I'm being cautious, but like at that point, I guess I was just a little overly confident, you know, I guess that's my only excuse for it. And I go in and I, and I neglect to notice that my forks on the forklift are poked up. They're poked up. So like they raise vertically, but the forks themselves can poke, can, can be, you know, moved up and down. Like on a, on like a, uh, I don't know. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. So my forks are pointed up a little bit. So I'm going to go in. And as I go in, the forks push this tote back and pushes it off the back of this high rise. Mind you, it's on the highest level. 
and this shit falls off the bag. I mean, it barely falls off because there was stuff behind it that caught it. But I'm sitting there like, oh my gosh, what the fuck have I done? Like shit in my pants. Like I'm so terrified. Like I'm like, oh my gosh, I probably just killed somebody uh, and I probably just lost my job. Like I'm so scared. Thankfully, everything was okay. We got it fixed. Oh my gosh. But I cannot even begin to explain to you. Like it was like that feeling that you get when you were, when you're a kid and you, uh, and like you do something that, you know, you shouldn't have been doing, or you get caught doing something you shouldn't have been doing. But then you're like, Oh, I hope, I hope nobody fucking saw me do that. I hope no one knows I did that. And then someone definitely knows you did it. So you're like, Oh no, you know, fucking pissing your pants. Like, Oh no, I'm in trouble. Oh, so scary though, dude. One of the scariest moments of my life up to this point. Um, and if that stays the scariest point, I'd probably be okay with it. Oh boys, 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 boys. New movie coming out. Not sure if you guys heard about it. Looks pretty fucking sick. It's also, um, shit. It was also, um, rest in peace. Ray Liotta's last movie that he did. Now you hear that. You're like, Oh my gosh, Ray Liotta has a new movie coming out. You know, I bet it was something like mobsters or some shit like that. No way. Fucking cooler. Way cooler. It's called cocaine bear. Okay. Now this is based on a true story where these guys were, um, smuggling cocaine in a plane and I don't know the whole story, but, uh, pretty much they had to drop it. They had to, they had to ditch it. So they drop it off and it's in the, in this fucking like heavily forested area. So they ditch the Coke and they go on. Well, this Coke ends up in the woods in this habited, you know, there's, you know, it's, uh, I'm not sure where, where it happened, but like it's woods and there's also like people living too. So like you got wildlife and humans fucking around in this area. Well, animals are getting into this cocaine and they're going fucking crazy. Well, this there's bears getting into this fucking cocaine. I, I don't know if it was multiple bears or if it's just one specific bear that just fucking stockpiled a bunch of coke. It was going on coke rampages. But this this bear, that's what's happening. This bear is getting coked the fuck up, getting mad and just murdering people. And it looks funny. I'm sure in the moment it was not a funny thing. It's probably fucking terrifying. Um, but no. Whenever that comes out, I'm definitely excited to watch that. That'll be fucking hilarious. Also, movies, uh, another movie coming out. Rush Hour 4. Rush Hour 4 is in the works. And yes, it's the original cast. Chris Tucker, Jackie Chan. They're not, they didn't find no, uh, you know, they didn't go get some, a new black guy and a new Asian guy to play, to play their roles. You got the real shit. So that's another one that will be so fucking cool to watch. Dude, Rush Hour 4. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? There, uh, I think it's Tom Segura has a story about that. Tom Segura, comedian. How he's on a plane and he gets... And, and on his plane, he's sitting next to Chris Tucker. And I guess, you know, he's trying not to fucking lose his shit. He's like, oh, okay, uh, you know, just going to act like act like this is just a stranger, you know, not going to freak out this Chris Tucker. 
I guess he's sitting there and he hears here's Chris Tucker say, should I do a rush hour four? And Tom just, you know, keeps looking forward, you know, just minding his business. And, and Chris Tucker like asks it again. And Tom Segura looks over and he said, are you talking to me? And he's like, yeah, man. And, and Tom Segura is like, oh, uh, I forget what he tells him. I don't, I think he says something like to the effect of like, yeah, you should. So I wonder if Tom Segura's input had anything to do with, with the production of Rush Hour 4. It's hilarious. Also, another movie. I watched this movie a couple weeks ago with my girlfriend. Uh, nope. I don't know if you guys seen this movie yet. It's been out for a little while. It's a, it's a Jordan Peele movie. So slowly but surely, Jordan Peele, who I have only ever known Jordan Peele as just being a funny sketch comedian. You know, Kean Peele, he was on Mad TV, you know, just a funny fucking guy. But in the past few years, he's gotten into, into directing. And Nope is the first of his movies that I've ever seen. Like, I'm pretty sure he has he has like three or four other movies, but I've never watched them. This, w- this was the only one I'd ever watched. And I'm telling you what, man, this movie's... I understand why people love him as a director. It's one of those movies that you watch and you, you watch it and you can be paying the most intent, you know, focused intent possible and when it's over you're still like what the fuck did i just watch now it's entertaining as fuck but you you're you're just you don't got any words for it it was such a good movie it's like aliens but it's and i would love to hear like jordan peele himself give a a um like a I would love to hear his explanation of everything and like his inspirations and stuff like that, because there's so much shit in there. That's like, wow. Wow. You know, I'm not going to spoil nothing because it really hasn't been out that long. Um, but just a crazy great ass movie. And I'm not even a movie watcher, man. That's, that's one thing about me. I'm not huge on watching movies, but that is one movie that I would recommend people go watch. It is pretty fucking cool. It's one of those mind fucks, man. It's like five. Like you ever seen the movie five with, um, I think it's, who is it? Is it Samuel or no? I think it's Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt. I think some, something like that. It's Brad Pitt and either Samuel Jackson or Morgan Freeman. I feel like, hold on. I'm gonna find out Brad Pitt and Brad Pitt. Holy fuck, why is this so hard to find? Is this it? Is that what it's called? Or no, 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 not five. Sorry, not five. It's seven. It's seven. Yeah, Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt. This movie is one that's like, whoa, man. This shit's crazy. Crazy, crazy ass movie. And it's been out for fucking almost 30 years. So uh, I'll talk about it. So Seven, if you've never seen it, it's about um, Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman. They're uh, like detectives. They're like 
police officer detectives and they get called to like a murder and it's this guy I don't remember what the first one is but it's it's centered around the seven deadly sins so they go to six different murder uh, scenes where they represent each of the first six um, deadly sins well they get there and they're they're uh yeah, it's uh, pride, greed, lust, envy, gluttony, wrath, and sloth. So, yeah, so pride, greed, lust, envy, gluttony, and sloth are all... I th- I'm pretty sure they're all... Um, yeah, so like the pride was... I forget what the pride was. The greed... I forget what the greed was. I don't know, the gluttony was like a big fat guy that was eaten and he uh like he died with his head in like a bowl of food or something. But the wrath is the one that is not um that he never does a murder for wrath. Well, I'm sure everyone's seen this clip of Brad Pitt where he's saying, what's in the fucking box? What's in the fucking box? That's what movie it's from. Okay. So they can't find the killer. They can't find the killer. They can't find the killer. Well, finally, killer walks in in the police station. It's like, it's me. It's me. They arrest him. Well, he's like, there's another murder I got to take you to, uh, you know, but I, but I got to go with you. Well, takes takes him out in this field, way out in this field. And uh, they get out in the field, and they're sitting there, and a guy comes by and drops off this box. Well, they're sitting there, and they're talking... And they're like, what is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? And this box gets dropped off and Morgan Freeman gets it and he looks in it and he's like, oh my gosh, what the fuck? And Brad Pitt's like, what's in the box? What's in the the fucking box? What's in the fucking box? So Brad Pitt goes and he looks and it's his pregnant wife's severed fucking head, decapitated head in this fucking box. So Morgan Freeman's trying to convince Brad Pitt not to fucking murder this guy because it would represent the seventh deadly sin, which is wrath. And, uh, oh yeah, I forgot. Uh, yeah, Brad Pitt's character never even knew that his wife was pregnant. So I think the guy was like, uh. He was like, yeah, she was pregnant or something like that. I don't know. I forget how, how how it all goes down. But then Brad Pitt ends up killing him. Morgan Freeman's like, bro, but stop. You're going to fucking, you're, you're helping him out. You know, he wants you to kill him, whatever. But uh, I don't know why I got in on all that. Uh, also, crazy shit, man. R. Kelly dropped a fucking album called I Admit It. Bro, dropped it from prison. What the fuck is up with dudes dropping albums in prison? 
So R. Kelly's was like, I think it was like a 12 song album. And like some of the shit was like, yeah, I did it. I was fucking women of all different ages. Yeah. Some of them's children, something like that. <laughs> Look, I just riffed that off the top of my head. I'm sure there's a line in there that is pretty close to that. Pretty close. Um, but I also heard today that it got pulled off Apple and Spotify. They're like, bro, who the fuck do you think you are? You're not, you're, you're not allowed to do this shit anymore. You're banned from making music, Robert Kelly. Uh, but seriously, what's up with, what's up with rappers dropping songs and albums from prison? Like how the fuck, are, how do they get to do this, man? Like I remember Bobby Schmurda did it. Like he's out of prison now, but Bobby Schmurda did it. But like with his, like, you're like, okay, this sounds like shit. Like I can obviously tell that he like had some weird device that he did he had to to record this verse like you hear some people and it's like bro this is in a fucking studio or whoever's mixing and mastering this shit is a fucking god like no real human being knows how to do this shit and motherfuckers are like yeah can i uh can i go to the prison studio they're like oh yeah sure bro come on <laughs> like what I just want to drop an album for my fans. R. Kelly gets in there and just drops a fucking banger about how he's a fucking pedophile rapist. Good for you, man. Good for you. I'm glad that shit got took down. What the fuck wrong with him? Man, I guess we, we find out the Heisman tonight. Find out the Heisman winner tonight. That'll be cool, man. That'll be that'll be cool. Uh, also, another award, the the Blitnikoff Award, which is awarded to, I think it's like the best receiver in the nation. And I felt like everybody, including myself, now I, I guess I'm a bit of a homer. You know, I said in the last episode how I'm not like a fucking Ohio State fanboy. But if I had to pick a favorite team, it would be Ohio State. But I felt like not just Ohio State fans. Like I felt like it was like nationally known that like Marvin Harrison Jr., front runner by a, by a pretty pretty even stretch of the means was the winner of that award and then it goes to Jalen Hyatt the fucking Tennessee receiver I mean Jalen Hyatt had a fucking crazy season I'll give him that Marvin Harrison he's just he's kind of a freak man but Marvin Harrison he'll be back next year I'm pretty sure at least I hope so Ohio State needs him around because Jackson Smith and Jigba did I talk about this in the last episode? I think I did. How Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to the draft. Yeah. Yeah. So they're losing Jackson Smith and Jigba, but he really was fucking nothing for Ohio State all year. He played like one game, but the Heisman finalists are CJ Stroud, Ohio State quarterback, Stetson Bennett, Georgia quarterback, Max Duggan, TCU quarterback. And who was the other one? It's not Hendon Hooker. Who is it? Fuck. I'm having a... Oh, and Caleb Williams. Yeah, my bad. USC's quarterback. So, I'm going to give you guys my guess. Uh, It's Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams wins it. I don't think... At first, I thought his shitty performance against Utah might have lost him it. I think he still wins it. I would love to see CJ Stroud get it. Also, Stetson Bennett has a really good chance. Stetson Bennett's also 45 years old. Um, no, I think he's 22 or something like that. 
which is not that crazy. Motherfuckers act like that's so crazy. Pretty sure Kenny Pickett last year when he was a Heisman finalist was also 22 years old. So, I mean, but Stetson Bennett just looks old too. Like Stetson Bennett looks like a veteran NFL quarterback. Uh, but no, I think it'll be Caleb Williams. I think it'll be Caleb Williams or Stetson Bennett. I don't think Max Duggan or CJ Stroud will win. I would love it for BC, for it to be CJ Stroud. Get an Ohio State Heisman winner. Who's the last Ohio State Heisman winner? Like Eddie George or something? I don't know. Also, there you got uh What do we got? What do we got? I was gonna talk about something else real fast. Oh, speaking of football awards, I'm going to give my predictions for NFL awards. People have been talking about that a lot here recently. So I'll start with the MVP. My MVP, whether or not he wins it. Sorry, squeaky chair. Whether or not he wins it, I would give it to Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has looked like a fucking animal all year long. Um, but Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, not bad choices, not bad choices at all. They've all played fucking out of their mind. I feel like you got, I I would give it to Jalen Hurts just because it's like, it was like a surprise and he's fucking blown people away, man. Like everybody knew coming into the season, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, they're going to play their ass off. And it's not like Jalen Hurts has just been piggybacked by the rest of his team to be as good as they are. Like. Jalen Hurts is a fucking integral piece of that Eagles team, man. Integral. Integral. But I give Jalen Hurts. Defensive player of the year. Unfortunately, my boy TJ Watt is not in the running for it this year unless he pulls off fucking 30 sacks in the last, like, five games. Not going to happen, but that would be the only way. Uh, I think you got to give it Micah Parsons, man. Micah Parsons, he's been playing pretty good. Dallas Cowboys defensive end. But also corner could get it, man. I wouldn't be surprised if a corner won it. Like uh, somebody like, uh, I don't know, Trayvon Diggs or something. You know, a lot of good cornerback playing the NFL here recently. So it could be anybody. But Micah Parsons my guess there. Offensive rookie of the year. Brees Hall is still if Brees, if Brees Hall is healthy, I'm giving it to him. But since he is not, I think you gotta give it to you can't give it to any, you can't give it to Kenny Pickett. Unfortunately, I would love to give it to Kenny Pickett. Um, I mean, maybe if Kenny Pickett turns team around, throws for two three hundred yards in the next few games, um, and I mean two two to three hundred yard games, not two to 300 yards total. Um, If he can pull that shit out of his ass before the playoffs and get the team to the playoffs, you might shift it and say, okay, Kenny Pickett wins that. I think you give it to one of the receivers. Uh, Who is there, man? Who is there? I don't even know. Like you got Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, I mean, Chris Olave, he's probably got a dog in in the race. Um, I'm probably somehow blanking on somebody. Like, hugely. But. 
I think Christian Watson might have a good chance. I don't know. Like who who really could? I mean, I don't. Th- I think this is one of the first years that like offensive rookie of the year is not like a runaway man. I say probably Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. They're probably right up there. Um, you know, with obviously some other guys sprinkled in there. Um, Drake London, of course. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows who it could be? Uh, defensive Rookie of the Year. This one is a little tougher because you got some pretty good dudes. Pretty good young defensive players. Such as Tariq Woolen. I think Tariq Woolen actually might be the front runner. But you also have Sauce Gardner. So here's a here's something I just found. Sauce Gardner has two interceptions, 11 forced incompletions, and has only allowed a 48.6 passer rating. Tariq Woolen, on the other hand, has six interceptions, seven forced incompletions, and has allowed a 65.6 passer rating. If it's me, I get it. People aren't throwing the ball to Sauce Gardner. I give it to Tariq Woolen. Now, I love Sauce Gardner, bro. Cincinnati dude, you know, nobody expected a dude from Cincinnati to be playing his ass off like Sauce is. But Tariq Woolen, the six interceptions, that's a lot of fucking interceptions. The season ain't over. Six interceptions is a lot, man. Six interceptions is a lot. I think it's really between those two. Um, there's definitely other dudes that's been playing good. You know, Aiden Hutchison's up there, man. Oh, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, Kenneth Walker's probably in that conversation as well. Um, but yeah, Aiden Hutchison's in there, man. Um, shit, who else? There's got to be somebody else, right? Right, right. Uh, Kyle Hamilton, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. I really think it's between Tariq Wool and Sauce Gardner, and it's probably a fucking coin toss. Honestly, both of those dudes played their dicks off all season long. Um, What's the other awards? Offensive Player of the Year... Offensive player of the year, you probably give that to a quarterback, whether it's Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. That's definitely a quarterback winning that award this year. Can't give it to a receiver. I don't I don't think there's been a receiver that's played that great also. I mean, Tyreek Hill has played his ass off. You could maybe give it to him. I don't know. Guess we'll have to wait and see. I think that's it. Walter Payton, man of the year. Oh, I think it'll be the fucking long snapper for the Chargers. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Speaking of Joe Burrow, though, dude, uh, this weekend he's looking for his first win versus fucking Cleveland. Isn't that crazy? Joe Burrow, as accomplished as he is in his two and a half years in the NFL, dude's never beat the Browns. That's crazy. For him, I hope he does, man. I like Joe Burrow. He's my boy. We go way back, bro. I think they got that locked, though. If somehow they lose that game, I will be shocked. I will be shocked. 
But speaking of Cleveland, there's a quarterback who used to run around Cleveland all the fucking time, used to make commercials in First Energy Stadium. Bro used to fucking run shit up there. Goes by the name of Baker Mayfield. As you recall, last offseason, the Browns said, we want Deshaun Watson. Fuck Baker Mayfield. We don't care. And they said that. They said that too. Baker's like, fuck, get me out of here. I'm like, okay. Go to fucking Carolina, loser. Goes to Carolina, and everybody's like, man, this guy fucking actually stinks. Like, okay, we get it. We get it, Cleveland. We understand. Sorry. Sorry for judging you for getting rid of the only guy that took you to the fucking playoffs. No, he's bad. Um, Well, then, Baker in Carolina there last week says, you know, bro, get me the fuck out of here. I talked about this earlier this week. Did I not? Yeah. Baker getting waved. So he gets picked up by the Rams. Dude gets picked up by the Rams, I believe, on Tuesday or Wednesday. Thursday comes. The Rams play the Raiders on Thursday night football. Baker Mayfield is the quarterback in this game for the Rams. This dude pulls off the most insane comeback with like fucking like four seconds left in the game, hits his dude in the end zone for the touchdown. Van Jefferson hits him in the end zone, wins the game. Dude had had 48 hours to learn a playbook, and that was enough time for him to fucking win. That's insane. That's insane. Awesome for Baker, man. I can recall a couple months ago when all this shit about Baker, you know, when Baker was getting kicked out of Cleveland and shit, I was like, man... Fuck the Browns for getting rid of this dude after all he did for them, you know. And then he went to Carolina. And like I said, I was one of those people that's like, okay, you know, it's evident, you know, he just doesn't have it, you know, he's just not it. And then he goes to a team that has actual talent around him and he fucking pulls a magical win out of his asshole. Great for him. I love that for him, man. I've always been a Baker fan. Like I said, except for that time when he planted the Oklahoma flag in the O at Ohio State. That was fucked up. But other than that, love Baker Mayfield. Super, you know, he's, he's a character. You got to love people like that, man. That's so cool. Uh, also, in other quarterback news, um, Marcus Mariota got benched. Bro got benched in Atlanta. For who? Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter getting his fucking, his first start, I believe, this weekend. I don't know who they play. I can find out really fast. Desmond Ritter. How is he going to do? What is he going to do, man? I don't know. Do we think that he can pull, you know, oh, they don't play this week. Okay. My bad. So next week, his first start will be versus the Saints, a division game. So I don't feel like Marcus Mariota did did anything to lose that position, man. I mean, he lost to the Steelers, but that wasn't Marcus Mariota's fault. That was the fucking coaching. That was Arthur Smith's fault. Fucking bench him. Look, if the Falcons ran the ball consistently from the first quarter to the fourth quarter, the Steelers get beat by fucking 30. That is not a lie. If you watch that game after they finally realized, oh, hey, we do have good running backs. Let's use them. Once they remembered that, they started taking that game over. I don't think that's Marcus Mario's fault. I feel bad for the dude. 
I always liked Marcus Mariota, especially since Ohio State beat the shit out of him in the first natty. That was cool. Um, <laughs> oh, what else? What else was I wanting to talk about? Oh, the fights tonight. The fights tonight. So, in Monday's episode, I talked about Yuri fighting Glover. I don't know how the fuck I missed this, but Yuri got hurt, and they're not fighting. So, Yuri had to vacate his title, and the Jan Blahovich versus um, Magomed Ankalov, that is the light heavyweight championship. They're fighting for the interim title. Is it the interim, or are they fighting for the title? I don't know. They're pretty much both the same thing. But let me talk about some of these fights. So Thug Nasty, my boy, uh, my boy Thug Nasty is fighting. Bryce Mitchell fighting Ilya Topura. Look, bro, that's going to be such a cool fight. In the weigh-ins last night, Bryce Mitchell looking at Ilya Topura right in the face. And they're talking, they're talking, they're talking. And Bryce Mitchell, I mean, dude, stone cold. I mean, if Bryce Mitchell was staring me in the face like that, I would shit my pants. I mean, bro is looking deep in his fucking soul. He said, as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And I'm like, bro, this motherfucker wants it. He wants it. And he's just a fucking little country boy, man. He's a little country boy, dude. But he ain't stabbing motherfuckers at Bud's Pub. That motherfucker beating the shit out of fools for a living. Awesome for him. Awesome for him. And like I said, you know, you got Darren Till fighting. You got Patty Pimblett, uh, Flash Gordon fighting. That'd probably be a fucking awesome fight. But the Jan Blahovich, Magomed Ankalov fight, I'm telling you right now, if you listen to this episode before the fucking fight tonight, which I don't know how many of you there will be that do that. I am going to go out right now and I'm going to say that this fight might be the best fight of the year, potentially greatest fight anyone has ever seen in the history of the UFC. And I will give you a reason why I say this. Jan Blachowicz and Magomed Ankalov are freaks of nature, bro. Freaks. These guys are terrifying individuals. I would be terrified to even be in the same fucking room as one of these guys. And what makes it even scarier is like the chips that sit on the shoulders of scary American dudes are fucking are Pringles compared to the fucking chips that sit on the shoulders of some of these guys. You know, you're thinking, oh, where's Jan Blahovich from? Where's he from? Is that what you just asked me? Where's he from? I don't know. Whatever this fucking country is. I don't know what that country is. Fuck. Hold on. Let me look that up. I don't know. I don't know flags. My bad. Where is Jan Blahovich from? Oh, fuck. It doesn't know how to spell. My bad. Hold on. Sorry. 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 Jan is from Poland. He's from Poland. And Magomed's from Russia. These motherfuckers are from killer countries. Poland might not be a killer country. Russia is definitely a fucking killer country. Jan 
if you've ever seen Jan Blachowicz, you know this motherfucker's a killer. And Magomed's the favorite in the fight. I mean, these guys... I mean, Jan's 6'2". Magomed is 6'3". These guys are fucking... They're gonna... Oh, they're gonna fight. They're gonna fucking fight. And it's gonna be one of the best fights anyone's ever fucking saw. Take my word on that. Take my word. So excited for that, bro. So excited for that. And we will end it on a little fun thing that I, I saw on Twitter the other day. Somebody asked, would you rather have 10 minutes with a past loved one? Just 10 minutes. You know, say your grandpa died, uh, you know, last year and you're really missing him. Would you rather spend 10 minutes with him or would you rather have $10 million? Now you ask me, this is a fucking no brainer answer. Now, there's probably people that are out there that money's not everything that would not pick the money. I just have to tell you right now that $10 million is worth way more than that 10-minute conversation you're going to have. Okay? You got to think. You're spending at least two to three minutes just hugging. Just hugging and crying. You're crying. You are for sure crying. It does not matter. You've missed this person and you finally get to see him. You're going to cry for at least two to three minutes. At the very least, you would probably cry for 10 minutes. Try to hold a conversation for 10 minutes. Not going to happen while you're crying. Not happening, bro. Or $10 million. You got to think coming out of that 10 minute conversation, you're not going to feel good. I mean, unless there was someone that passed away, like say, say it was one of those situations where the last time you ever saw this person was you saying, I hate you. I hope you die. And then they left your house. They got fucking hit by a drunk driver and they died. If that was the last time you ever spoke to somebody. Okay. Maybe. And you know, if that guilt still hangs over you, that is probably the only circumstance where I would ever see that being a... A, a reason to not take the money, right? In any other case, you take $10 million, bro. It's 10 million bucks. 10 million bucks can last you a whole lot more than 10 minutes. Guarantee that. Guaranteed. Look, $10 million, man. There's a lot of ways to spend it. But unless you're a fucking idiot, you're going to be able to sit on that for a little while. You're talking 10 plus years at the minimum, man. Like I said, unless you're an idiot. If you're an idiot, you can burn through it in a year. You can burn through it in a fucking couple months. But, uh, yeah, some, uh, you know, let me know what you would pick. Would you, would you pick the 10 minutes with a, with a past loved one or would you pick the 10 bank, 10 millies, bro? I'm picking the millies every time, bro. I'm picking them. I'm picking them. I love, I miss people. I do. I love people that I miss. But look, man. I know the value between the two. For sure, I know the value. I know the value. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in to episode 77. Love you guys. Uh, I'm glad that I could reach your ears for two times in the same week. I love doing this for you guys. I love talking to myself. It's fucking sick. (laughs) But yeah, guys, peace out. Have a great weekend. Be safe. Have a great week. And I'll talk to you when I do. Peace.